Hey guys, I just want to thank you guys for watching If You Can't Handle the Heat presented by Out of System. I just want to let you guys know about our new collaboration this month, the month of the NCAA tournament, allvolleyball.com. They're the number one volleyball retailer, and they've been around for 27 years, which if you're counting, is longer than me, Joe, and Micah. Excuse my language, but allvolleyball.com has given a shit about the sport and the community long before it was thought to be cool. And when you shop with All Volleyball, they take a portion of each dollar and put it right back into the sport. I mean, they got it all. Shoes, essentials, and entire uniform packages. In the spirit of the holiday season, we are partnering with All Volleyball to give away any pair of volleyball shoes on their website. This includes Nike, Adidas, Mizuno, Asics. They have the most popular volleyball shoes in the world. Now, in order to win these shoes, all you have to do is go to Outer System Official Instagram and DM us your biggest volleyball fails. You will have until the 4th at 6 p.m. PST to submit your biggest fails. Now, once we have all our videos compiled, we're going to have a third party choose their top eight funniest fails. The three Addison boys are then going to react to them and choose our winner to see who gets the free pair of shoes. Now, even if you're not one of those winners, we still have a code, OOS, for 20% off to use on their entire store. Again, 20% off on all of allvolleyball.com. Hit the link in the bio. Again, O-O-S for 20% off. Enjoy the episode, guys. Yeah. You can, you can handle the heat. Yeah. You can, you can handle the heat. Yeah. Out of system, you can handle the heat. Welcome back to that episode of Can't Handle the Heat. Presented by All Volleyball. It's your host, G Swiss. To my left, I got Jokesy Worsley. Jokesy, how we doing? What's up, everybody? And all the way in Turkey. You can kind of see him. He's kind of a dim, shadowy figure. We got Mike Amata in the corner, wherever the hell he is. How we doing, Mike? I'm here. I'm here. And then I made it. It's not. It's 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 not just the Dolos Day. A traditional traditional guest every year around this time. We have again a reoccurring guest, all Big Ten team, all American setter, face of Nebraska volleyball, your favorite Adidas athlete. Nicklin Hames. Nicklin, thanks so much for hopping on the pod. That's yeah, right. Adidas athlete. 100%. 100%. That's now, for huge. The, now, for those of you who don't know, she took the time. Not only did she take the time out of her day, on her game day, to come and do an interview for us, but it is 9 a.m., super early for her. So, again, thank you so much for getting up and, uh, and taking the time to come on the pod. I would only get up for you guys. So. Of course, of course, of course. Now, with that being said, it is your game day. Um, what is your usual game day routine when it comes to like, what, what, what does it change when it's in the playoffs and when it's, um, when it's in regular season? Uh, no, it usually stays about the same. So I sleep until like 11, 1130, if I can push it that far. And then mm-hmm. usually I'll get coffee and then just go to practice. We like do serve and pass before every game. And I usually have to do a bunch of rehab stuff before. So I'll get there like an hour before practice. Then we do like seven pass for an hour, film, and then we do pre-match. And then I always have to go to Starbucks. Like it, I, it's not going to be a game day, but I go to Starbucks. So I have to go to Starbucks. We all do. We all, we all go get coffee. Like if you don't, like it's going to be a bad game. And then go back, get ready for the game and then play the game. No, I don't really do guys- school that much, so. <laughs> Good. Hey, we love to hear that. We love to hear that. We're going to get into that in a second here. Now, like you said, like you said, uh, it is the game day. It is the NCAA tournament. You are, would you guys, who, well, first of all, for the audience out there, we know it. We're just going to test here. We're going to give you two or three tests here. Who are you playing first round? Delaware State. Delaware State. Hey, what is the mascot of Delaware State? 
Mm. I actually had to look it up because I saw a picture of it yesterday. It, they're the Hornets. Ooh, that's good. If I'm, I'm going to say right now, if I put you on the spot like that and you didn't get that question correct, would not be looking good for Nebraska volleyball. But that is why you're the face of Nebraska volleyball, and that's why we have you on this show, Nick. Thank you so much. Um, well, before we get into the NCAA tournament, let's kind of rewind here. We're interviewing your dad about how long ago? Year. About a year ago. A year ago, we're interviewing your dad. And we're like, yeah, Nick Lynn's probably going to come work at the club, et cetera, et cetera. But when we saw him in the summer, fast forward to when we're interviewing him, now he's like, looking like she's coming back. She's coming back. We're like, really? She's got one more year. We don't know. She's going to be an assistant coach. Is she going to be an assistant coach? I don't know. On your pod, you announce that you're coming back to Nebraska. First of all, what was the reasoning for that? And the kind of what, 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 was, what did it kind of come down to? Um, well, that story is kind of crazy because no one knew that I was coming back yet. Like I hadn't made an announcement and then like the Nebraska media people watch the podcast and they're like, Oh, Nicklin's coming back. And so it like announced it, but my dad was in the middle of nowhere in Argentina on a fishing trip. So he had no idea that like he was the one who like dropped it. And so I had to like come up with this like post super quick. Like the media people were texting me and they're like, why didn't you tell us? Like you have to get something out so fast because like they already announced it on this podcast. Like we got to go like think of something. Like it was like the podcast was really like the first announcement for everything. And like people watched it and then they like wrote stories about it so that I had to come up with something fast. And then my dad was like obviously in the middle of nowhere. So he was like, what did I do? Like, I don't know. Like, did something happen? I got all these texts when I came back. I'm like, yeah, dad, like on the podcast, you announced it. And now everyone knows. But it was kind of funny that that it happened that way. Um, but I decided to come back just because, you know, I've been to two national championships at this point and I've lost both of them by three points. So a total of six points. I've been that close to winning a national championship and um, with it being in Omaha this year, we just felt, I just felt like it was like a really good opportunity for me to help this team. Obviously my role has changed a lot on the team. I was always, I was going to come back as a DS and I, I ended up setting. So it's been kind of up and down this year, but I'm super grateful I came back and, and then next I'll start being a GA in the spring. So kind of leads into that, but yeah. Wait. Wait, I have, I have one more question before I let these guys kind of because for because I'm kind of hogging all the questions here. Wait, you wait. First of all, glad we can cause extra drama in the volleyball world, specifically your world. Um, the, the Nebraska media department does not like us. Your guys' SI play is not. Uh, definitely not. Definitely not. Uh, and two, why were you gonna come back as a DS? Like that makes no sense. Yeah, <laughs> that's what a lot of people said to me, but. Um... So basically, I talked with coach after season. I wasn't, I don't know. I was like on the line, like border of if I was going to come back or I was just going to start like my coaching career. Um, and he was like, well, no, we really want you to come back. But like, we want to give Kennedy and other setters a shot to be the setter. Um, just for like the future of Nebraska volleyball um, going forward, they'll, they will be the setters after this year. So we want to give them a chance. Would you be okay playing DS? And honestly, like I just I wanted to come back at that point, and so I was like, you know what, I will do whatever to help this team win. If I can be on the court at all, I'll be a serving sub. Because honestly, my last year I just wanted to really enjoy it. Um, it's been tough the past couple of years. Obviously, you guys know it can get really draining mentally. 
Um, and so I kind of just wanted to join it, enjoy it this last season. And so I said I would play DS and I played DS for like three weeks and that was really interesting passing <laughs> for the first time in like forever at a college level. But um, yeah, I, it was just kind of for my team and what they needed me to do. So when you're, as you said, six points um, hasn't gone your way and then asked two national championships that you played in. So about two podcasts ago, I kind of explained my, um, how do I say, my game day uh, preparation in terms of how I prepare mentally, especially if it's like a big game, like a national championship or something. And I take probably the most drastic drastic way that I could possibly take it. Or I've never met a player who has the mindset that I'm about to describe where I take it to the next level where I say to myself, if you don't win this, you're a failure. No one, No one respects you. No one, and I get myself amped up and I get myself, I try to like psych myself out as much as possible because when I feel nervous, when I feel that way, then I'm good. And because in, in my, in, in my head, I'm like, if I don't win this game, I'll never be enough. It'll haunt me for the rest of my life. And I don't know, I'm going to die. Your parents won't feed me. Yeah, exactly. I try and say the worst things to myself. Um, and I, and I try and mean it actually. And if I relax, I, and then I bring it up again, I'm like, uh, uh-uh, you're a loser. Don't ever forget that kind of thing. Now I'm not saying you take that approach. I'm asking what your approach is third time around yeah wow like your mindset i feel like that's so different from a lot of people that i've heard yeah i don't know it, it, <laughs> it's like, intense it's yeah, like I'm... all the opposite of stuff we work on with <laughs> <Yeah>. our psychologists <laughs> it's literally the opposite it's, it's, yeah. he, it's, he needs therapy for, yeah for sure yeah for for loved ones they're like they're like no no it's okay like you're gonna be great I'm like, they're like, if if it doesn't go your way, you know, I'm still gonna love you. You try so. I'm like, it doesn't work like that. It's if yeah. if I don't win this game, I'm not talking for a week. Like, I'm, I'm not <laughs> I'm not handling this well whatsoever. No one's gonna change my mind about it. So just like that's that's why I asked, how, what's your mindset about that? And yes, I do need therapy to answer your question. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. Like it being my last season, it's like, like f it at this point. Like you you have to go for it. Like you got to be aggressive and that's when our team's mindset is like, we got to like feel like our backs against the corner and we got to come out swinging and we got to go for it. And we need to be a little mean and a little aggressive. Mm. And I guess, yeah. And a mentality, like, you know, we're going to, we're losers if we don't win. <laughs> I guess I'm going to use that mindset now. Hey, I like <laughs> that. I like that. Hey, feel free. That's some free advice. Spread it throughout the team. Talk My to sports psych is probably going to be like, what are you talking about? This is not good. This really, in this really intelligent man, Gage Worsley, <laughs> really taught me this really well thought out <laughs> way to approach this match. I, this isn't what kind of what, this isn't the direction I want to go with questions, I, but it just popped up. You said it was your, again, your last year. Uh, did you get a second senior night? Did you have a set senior night last year? Did you get another one this year? Yeah, so I did my like technical like the whole shebang senior night last year and then they just like kind of recognized me this year since I already did it last year and Nicklin. And Nicklin. <laughs> Raise your hand. Thank you. Sit yeah. back down. They just yeah, like, said my stats. I kind of walked out there and I was like, thanks. And then, yeah. She might you, be done this you, year. We'll see. You, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know. She could possibly come back next year, DS, through some sort of scholarship program. But, but it's like, um, I have another year of eligibility. You guys didn't know. I'm coming back again. Wait, I have a question hey. too. Go for it, Micah. Okay, okay. So, being a part of like a program that has so much history and success. You said that your your guys is like mindset this year is that you're kind of back up against the wall kind of mentality. 
is your guys's culture like changing from year to year or is it like pretty much like your coaches this is who we are every year yeah it kind of changes with the personnel who are on the team like it obviously was a lot different last year we had like warren and lexi um but I think the basis of the culture stays the same. And going into the program, you know like, the pillars of our program and you're like expected to meet those expectations. Um, and then I remember as a freshman like, coming in, it's like the first thing they talk to you about. And I think that's why the program's been so successful for so long because there's a set culture that when you go in, you follow. What are those things if, if you're allowed to share? Um... <laughs> I can't think of them off the top of my head. What? <laughs> five years, Nick, <laughs> Lydia. Five years. Five things. She's coming back There's for another coach. year. <laughs> Six There's years, she'll nail it. Don't tell Coach I don't know those because that would be so bad. But There's like five pillars. I can't remember them now. But you got to remember one. Just give us one. Throw one out there. We could probably guess one. You could, yeah, we could guess. Yeah, guess say, one, and I'll tell you if it's say right. Say teamwork. How about that? Age yeah. guess. <laughs> um, teamwork. teamwork. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Astonishment. A lot of times Believe. it's like an acronym. Is it, is it like spell anything? Polar Express. <laughs> oh, did we lose no. her? No. Okay. Yeah. And it was like, it well, like this anything? year our goals too were like be a top four team. No. Okay. Yeah, it's about anything. So I, yeah. I have a, I have something regarding that as well. You know, a lot of programs, and this is at any any sport, any level. Um, people talk about, you know, people with championship pedigree, programs with championship pedigree. Um, and when you're in like the most important time of the year, you, they act like it. They know, they know what it feels like, like from the coaching staff down every single year, there's high expectations, but you know, there's some programs in the NCAA tournament, they, they get in and they're just stoked and they're like, yeah, we're in it. Like, we're just like happy to be here. Somebody like Nebraska, where it's exp- like the expectations that you're in the tournament every year and you're a contender. How, what is the difference do you feel for your guys program what's really important from the coaching staff down to the team um down to everybody else who works with the team what have you felt like are the most important factors and how would you describe the general culture and environment around this time of season for you guys because like i said most programs like your sister probably could be uh, one who can attest to it. it's like pepperdine they get in the tournament they're pretty stoked about it i i would imagine there's some programs it's like oh we, we got in that's like our goal but for you guys what do you guys? What have you felt has led to the success um, for you uh, of you guys in this time of the year, or of of course, you know, reaching the final four and everything in the in the championship, uh, multiple years. Yeah. Um, so we always talk about how, like, throughout the season, we're gonna go good to great to unstoppable, and that's the goal. So, like, it's a gradual. We're gonna get better, and we're gonna be more consistent when we hit the tournament. And I think that's why we've had so much so much success is like instead of we're going down, we're going up and we overperform usually in the tournament. And I just think that's coach's coaching style and how he kind of develops his teams is to really peak in the tournament. Um, but we and then we just have like this belief. I don't know. I feel like every year people try to count us out, like especially last year. I don't know. Some people had us losing to Illinois last year. That was us for the our listeners out there. Yeah. Was that, what, was that, that wasn't me. I don't think that was me. 
Yep, yep. yep I would yep. never, Nicklin. You know yep. me. That sounds right. Yep, that sounds right. Yeah, th- yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> and Mike probably. Yeah, that sounds about right. No, it wasn't Mike, me. I, I just want to say one thing. We've done a bracket challenge. You can go check it out. We gave you a little shade. We gave you a little shade, but I'm going to let you watch it so you can figure it out. But we do have you guys going past the first round. So I just want you to know that. <laughs> oh, thank goodness. <laughs> what? It was only, it was only, we only did one round and we have you guys going by and I want you to know. Yeah, we haven't that done past the first hey, that round. That comes from my heart. I'm, that comes from the <laughs> bottom of my you. heart and I mean that. I mean that. I just thank want you to know you. that. I'm so, so glad you don't have us losing to Delaware State. That would be, we couldn't be friends anymore. Gage <laughs> <laughs> is picking underdogs all over. <laughs> it's the only upset he has. Um... <laughs> Uh, regarding like peaking at the right time, is there anything that you guys are doing different, like practice wise? Are you starting to practice less? Are you starting to practice more? Are you starting to lift differently? Are you starting to like, how does coach kind of get you guys to do that logistically? Cause for sure the belief and throughout the season, you're naturally going to get better, but is there any, anything like particularly that he's doing differently at this time? I don't know if I would say differently. Um, they're like all over the like they do jump counts every day on every hitter. We they can only have a certain amount of jumps, so it's like everyone's fresh, kind of towards the end. What and is he, that right he, now? So I don't mean to cut you off. Like it's okay. Can, I don't know right exactly now? the number, okay, but I know okay. it's different for like middle outsides. We... They don't really look at the setters' jumps because they don't really count our jumps. But story it's of my life. Yeah. <laughs> so they like they look at those numbers a lot, and they look at, like we have whoops. They check our recovery see how we're doing and like they tailor the practices to that so i think that helps a lot because it's like when you're down like pushing it might not be the best for the game on the weekend so i think he does a great job of managing that and keeping us really like recovered and fresh um and then we do a lot of like mental training we do a lot of visualization um like we lay on the court and someone like talks us through it like hey like we're doing this play and like we're running out and there's a lot of people here and we're nervous and it's a big moment and we work a lot mentally and with our breathing um through those big moments and i think that helps a lot too especially in those big games you should have oh, gage come and do that one they should have gage coming for one week <laughs> do the hell week with gage if he started talking about his you all suck you all his mindset, it would be bad. <laughs> you know what I would do? If you this don't is, win, your failures, just, your family hates you. Turns into <laughs> shambles. Like, what in the world happened <laughs> to Nebraska? Go do it. I would. How many players are on your team, Nick? How many players are on Nebraska? There's 14, I think. Yeah, 14. Four, that's not. That's really Maybe. not a lot for called roster. Oh, I guess for, we're small guess, this year. Yeah. Okay. So what I would do? I I line all 14 girls up, still find a line. I'd walk. I take my time. I'd be very meticulous about this. I walk with my hands behind my back, you know, walking across. I'd look you dead in the eye, one by one by one, and I'd look you straight in the eye and say, "Loser." <laughs> Next person, loser. <laughs> Maybe another word. Your mother doesn't love you. She'll never love you until you win the national championship, and it is trial by combat, baby. And I am all about that. And it's the fire within that'll. Or you, there's one or two options. You're winning the national championship. Well, your mental health is ruined for good. There's really no coming back from it. What are you willing to give up? That's all I got to ask you. The, you other, thing for, the, the yeah. other thing for Gage is he either has a career made or never can step in that. If they win, he can be, oh, well, I, my, my tactic exactly. won the national championship. Fired. Take it to every program. She was never the same after Hell Week. Now, with that being said, I want to give a quick shout out to our sponsors here. 
I want to give a quick shout out to our sponsors here. Like I said, we're stoked to have a new sponsorship with all volleyball. Whether you're a player or a coach, why not buy your gear from a company that actually cares about the community? Our newest partner, allvolleyball.com, has been has been at it since 1995, and they show up every day to serve people just like us. Whether it's shoes, essentials, or the entire uniform package, they'll make sure to get you the gear you love on time, under budget, and done correctly. Guaranteed. Now, with that being said, this is a good segment into you're an Adidas athlete. Like you're that's a huge deal. Like like you're up there with a lot of the top female athletes um, in in college sports. Uh, so like, how did that come about? What are you? You don't have to, you don't have to explain that like the full deal itself, but like, what does that kind of come with? And just kind of hold the whole process of how crazy this 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 kind of journey has been for you. Yeah, I mean, I'm I was really honored to be an Adidas athlete, and like I was just like in shock when they emailed me, and I talked to them on the phone about doing it because um, it was really cool. So it was like a Title Nine um adidas's first campaign with female athletes like or with any college athletes so it was like 13 of us female athletes um and it was crazy so i went to la i felt like a movie star or something i didn't i got a driver an itinerary they were driving me around everywhere like i had to do makeup do my hair do my wardrobe like i i was like what and like i was so confused but it was really cool to meet all the other athletes as well um, and then Candace Parker was there. She was like the head of it. Damn. And it's like, um, what's it called? It's like a mentoring program as well. And so she like works with us and all that. And Throughout like, the I, year? Yeah. And like Kelsey was there. Um, a bunch of different soccer players were there. So it was really cool to meet all those people. We got to talk to them, learn about their experiences, their experiences in pro um so just talking with them and then we went to new york and they like launched it for the title nine event and then we get sent clothing and we post on instagram and it's just been crazy and they created a bunch of shoes for all the schools that had the athletes and then the whole school got those shoes did it have your name on it did it like no i was gonna say if you're around rocking your name or people but you know you can tell that they're your shoes right yeah you're like, yeah, that's right. You ever see people walk yeah. around and you just give them the nod? Yeah, like, like your shoes. And they're like, <laughs> <laughs> that's sick, though. That's so sick. And so, does it end after this year or do you keep doing it? Yeah, so it ends technically like in the summer. So, in the spring, like volleyball players will go to like a couple of events at Adidas, like club tournaments. And that's, mm. I think that's about it. And then it ends. That's Sadly. awesome. Hey, if That's you want so to throw cool shoes our way, we'll be more than glad to take them as well. Uh, test them out. Test, yeah, for testing purposes, really. Um, <laughs> sorry, John, I cut you off there. No, no, no. I was just going to say that's really cool for just volleyball in general, for women's in sports. Like that, that's a huge, huge step, especially like getting athletes like yourself uh, involved with these major Fortune 500 companies. I think it's really, really cool for you personally and just the sport and women in sports in general. So I think out of – we have we like to say that we we don't I mean we know a decent amount of like girls volleyball women's volleyball players in the NCAA and we always ask the question about NIL stuff because it's a new topic and it's really interesting with bigger programs and from everything we've heard we think Nebraska for sure does the best in terms of capitalizing and handling it the best so with the NIL do you guys have like a uh, do you guys have like a person strictly for NIL stuff do you have someone who like handles it do you have an agent like how does it work with that whole thing 
Yeah, so there's like a bunch of different sources that your NIL can come through. So I don't know. If you, have you guys heard about Open Doors? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Joe has. Yeah, so Open Doors. So it's like that platform. It's a platform basically where people can click on your link, and when they click on you, they can book a deal or they can send you money to do something. So it'd be like, hey, Gage, like I'm gonna send you a thousand dollars. Like I want you to post on Instagram in this T-shirt. And then you would post it and then you like just put the proof in there and then it, it sends you the money to your bank account immediately. So it's like super easy for athletes and it's just an app you have on your phone. And you get a notification when you get a deal and then you put it in your bio of all your socials and people can just go there and click on it. Um, and then in Nebraska, we have, there's like a company that was built basically just for NIL for Nebraska athletes. So they work with like big companies around Nebraska and get funding. Like we worked with Scooters. It's like a coffee company. And like we did a bunch of deals with them. And it was through that company that literally just does NIL. And it's like you'll go in and you'll sign stuff. And then they can like give it to people or do um, like events. They can give it. Um, So there's like a bunch of different ways you can, I don't know, through the NIL channels. And so Nebraska has like a bunch of different ones that help us and like the um, company does, I think basketball, volleyball, and volleyball or basketball, volleyball, and football. So they only do three sports. So we're the only women's sports that women's sport that they do. I don't that know that. Well, there's that, so many that, different things. That's pretty <laughs> sick. That's super sick. So do you, for yourself, do you have in terms of? So do you have like like okay like a threat? Uh, like how do you a choose threshold. your like yeah like, or like a, yeah like do you how do you choose your sponsors? Like okay, you have to give about this amount, or is it like? I don't want to be associated. Like if it's like Waldo's waffles, will send you like five grand rather than Gucci. will send you two grand. Are you going to take Waldo's or Gucci? You know, at the end of the day, like, is it like an Instagram feed thing as well? Like, it's like, I don't want, uh, I don't know, Perry's pancakes on my, for, on my, on my Instagram feed. Like, how does it work? Yeah. So for me, I, it's like a lot of the companies I work with, I based on like their values and that they kind of align with mine. Obviously, the money does play into it and the amount of work that needs to be done for that certain post always plays a role in it. So it's like, okay, am I going to have time to create three different videos, pictures, content? Like, I don't know if I'm going to have time. So sometimes I'll turn it down if I don't think I'll have enough time to complete it. But gotcha. yeah. Wait, I, have, I have one more question and maybe Joe, I'm sorry. I, this is very I'm very curious about this now. With the NIL, are there companies that are like, hey, if you win the national championship, you have something coming? Incentive. Or if you don't, incentives? Or do you have a good – maybe they didn't say that, but you have a good feeling about, like, if we win this national championship, it's payday, baby. Okay, <laughs> it's payday. Yeah, no. <laughs> I know. But a lot of the time, like, championship, like, bracket, everything, these games – that's when you get a lot of your sponsor sponsorships because people like you're on TV. So people can see you and it's like, Oh, that person's a Waldo's waffles sponsor. Like I'm going to go buy Waldo's. waffles. Like, so the tournament time definitely plays into your NIL value and like people want you to do deals. So you I don't see, know see if that would yeah. be like, I'll give you money if you win, but if you win <laughs> definitely get a lot more opportunities yeah so you always see that with college football like they win championship and the next day they're like serving people at some place yeah they're like at canes yeah yeah, in the windows serving canes yeah 
Exactly. The you know this kind of I, I was just thinking it's a little unique too and cool that we have somebody who literally just finished their fifth year because I think you have a really good perspective on you know your experience um, where things could be better and all this. I want to ask you. You're on. You're in your fifth year. You've been an uh, NCAA student athlete now, um, longer than I think all four of us were, and so you have even probably more perspective and you different experiences. Um, what for you would you like to see change, um, and what is something that you have seen change from your first year to your fifth? Um, you know, whether it's individually to your school or just as in NCAA, um, just the organization as a whole. Yeah. Um... I would just say more like representation of volleyball on like a national level. Like people want to watch volleyball. Like they love watching it every year. The following and the views grows and we make history with the most viewed volleyball game every year and people want to watch it more. And it's like, we have games that like, like Ohio state versus Penn state. Like it'll be a game like that. And it's like not even televised. It's like, people want to watch volleyball. Like let's give them more of it like on a national level. And I don't know. I feel like it's grown a lot since I've been here. I feel like there used to be like no coverage of volleyball whatsoever, but it's like now it's growing more. And I think we need to keep covering it a little bit more. I don't know. On on the same note, but I guess in a different way, in your five years of being in college volleyball, how have you seen the game change? Like, has there been changes to the way people are playing or training or like, style of play has that changed while you've been in college and like what direction do you see it going in i think it's going more towards men's volleyball a lot more like six row right sides more back row faster tempos well i guess that's not really men's but a lot of faster tempos a lot more six rotation players who can play back row hit the big like ohio state has emily london she hits the red that's what we call it the back row ball um i don't know winning the out of system game yeah interesting okay we talk about that a lot actually at a program like it's trending more towards men's volleyball do you talk about out of system volleyball podcast yeah a lot lot of out of system volleyball (laughs) um so also do you do you watch a lot of men's volleyball i do what do you what do you watch college or what do you watch usually yeah mainly college it's hard to get the international games because it's like yeah it is yeah and you can't like watch it anywhere really but that's what i'm saying like people would want to watch that stuff that's I don't true. Know. That's I would true. want to watch it. <laughs> hey, thanks. Hey, that means a lot, Nicklin. Thank you so much. What What do you appreciate about the men's game that you want to see uh, carried over to the women's, and also what do you think needs to be carried over from the women to the men's game that yeah, isn't that's already? Oh, okay. Um, women's game. I I just when you watch men, like they go for it. Like it's not like oh, let's like roll shot and tip at each other the whole time. Like <laughs> here you go. Like here's a free ball. No, like in situations even when it's not a great situation like they're going for it and we're taking swings i really appreciate that about men's volleyball because it can get frustrating especially as a setter when everyone's like oh, like let's tip and rule shot and i don't <laughs> know, even watching it like men's game it's a lot more fun i don't know to watch i always thought and what that, about the other yeah, way Wait, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry that's on me Kyla. and then what's something that you see what you think the men's game needs to take from the women's game <laughs> Well, I guess you'd have to get rid of like the back row ball for the right side, but I like some slots. Get rid of? Wait, what? You just wait, wait, wait. You just say, did you say get rid of them? Oh, bring them. Oh, she's 
No, she's no, just, like you'd have to like that, move it, obviously. Yeah. Not every time. I'm saying you could like, like if you ran, if you like ran like the slide. Oh. Uh, right. Does that make sense? Under yeah. Salt and soul break. Joe likes yeah. that, so you're speaking to the right guy. Speaking to the right guy. No. Like that would be fun. <laughs> like it creates a little more For sure. spice yeah, yeah. in the offense. Little, I love yoss, it. Yossify the offense a little, as they say. Yeah? <laughs> yossify it. One of my um, least favorite shots we were just talking about is the roll shot over the block. Like, I really do not appreciate it because it's like just giving them the ball and you want to keep the ball on your side and out of system. Like, if you're going to roll shot, we should be roll shotting it into the block so that we can get a ball, a ball back. Cycle. Exactly, yeah. There so you are, you guys, are you guys doing that a lot more? Um, and like, what is that? How are you guys incorporating that out of system battle and like taking cracks and like, do you guys have rules for that? I'm interested. Cause like, like we kind of have some ideas about mm -hmm. what situations are good situations to do what in. And I'm wondering if they apply the same on the woman's side. Like, do you have a, any input yes. about that? Like, hitting so, choice? like, I don't know for our program, we work a lot on, so we do a lot of out of system work and it's like, like, okay, you have to take a swing here. And if it's an easy ball, like you have to do bear crawl. Like if you hit the libero or if you hit a roll shot or if it's an easy shot, like, oh, okay. Bear crawl. So we're like trying to promote, like going for it a little bit more and out of system, um, which I think is really good. And then one thing too, is like jousting at the net, like in tight situations, a lot of people just like try to like tip it over, but like using the block more. And I think right. that's something that women's sports have started to do a lot more. It wasn't, women's volleyball it wasn't like that present in the past couple of years but like really learning to use the block i don't know has been yeah huge. yeah i've i have like three questions from that entire <laughs> statement right there um because i'm curious just to know like first of all where do they want you setting out of system balls where, where are you Inside. guys instructed and like Inside. tight not tight they would okay. rather have it off really okay yeah that's what's like, different about the men's game like they yeah. tell us aim for the tape put the ball yeah. on the tape um, especially if you were talking about jousts and stuff, like jousting the ball, like putting it on, because they they think that you you know have more options when you're tight, like to be able to navigate, play with the block. Re it's way easier to recycle when you're tight, when you're off the net. It's, yeah, it's it's difficult with the timing and the height and everything. Um, what is when they when they talk to hitters, where are they telling them to aim at when you have you know an out of system block? Yeah. In front of you. So like coach's favorite is like high line. He says high line, your goddess. So like yeah. using the block, turning it down the line is a huge staple in our program. So aiming high, not low seam. No, um, totally. Which, yeah. So they, they always tell us, and I'm sure Mike, it seems similar because I've heard this a lot is out, uh, <laughs> outside hand or inside. But if you go inside middle hand, it has to be high and hard because that's yeah. like the biggest target, but you're trying to blast it up and out past the area five we call but, those um, um robos robos yeah okay what a robo those are cool i see what you did that's though. sick that's sick to have a name also i'm sorry if i'm moving all over the place it's to try and keep this motion yeah. sensor light yeah, in the hotel i'm trying to keep it on and it's going off so i'm like i'm no, 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 dodging around but bobby, i probably look bobby. like i'm when so with, like when you're <laughs> you could we I could we could sense that when when you have an attacker that doesn't go and like is not being aggressive out of system attacking and stuff because we had the we're we're um 
Gage and I are obviously on the same team over here. We have a similar team. We were talking about this literal, like, these conversations this week on our team because we have some, like, really crazy high numbers in some areas, and we're deciding out at a crazy high level and all this. But there's, like, one area. It's, like, out-of-system attacking for us. Like, how do we get better? And we re- and we looked at the numbers. Like, we're giving away, we call it, like, negative attacks where they're in good situations. Give away, like, 55% of our out-of-system attacks, which means we're just being too aggressive. And it's like, why are we giving away opportunities when we're so strong in certain areas, like playing at the block? And that's like our club and our coach is huge on that. Like our club's known for that. And we get all the time, our, the other teams are arguing because we're just throwing, the, we throw the ball so much, like in the triangle. Throw the triangle yeah. high off the hands. That's kind of our like pins, what they're really good at. Um, and so for you, you personally, like when you have an attacker that, you know, is not taking or making great decisions in out-of-system situations, how do you handle it as a setter? Yeah, um, a lot of times I, the first conversation I'll have is like, hey, what do you need from me to be successful? Like, do you need a different ball? Like, do you need something different from me to help you be successful? Um, and then that's usually the first conversation. And then after that, I usually try to be like super encouraging with them, like pumping them up, like, hey, like, <clears throat> sorry. hey like i want you to go for it here we're gonna cover you and we have your back like if you go out swinging like that's fine like in situ like if it's in a situation where she has an opportunity to take a swing like hey we have your back here like we're gonna be covering you and then sometimes it'll be like hey the set wasn't there i need to get you a better set but can you manage that for me so it's just like having conversations and the dialogue of like understanding the situation of like hey we need to go for it there or like, Hey, maybe we shouldn't go for it there. Like, let's just like get it on the center. I don't know if that answered your question. That's good. That's really nice. No, no, that does. That does. Are you, um, would you say what percentage of high balls are going to like the outsides and are going to the opposites? A lot, lot more go to the, um, outsides, like almost all of them, unless right. like the arrow setting, but Is that still, a-, a huge, a lot of them go to the left. Is that a personal choice or is that like a system? Um, I don't know, maybe a little bit of both. And it's just kind of like, we need to set the opposite a little bit more, not a system. That's something we've been working on actually. Oh, that you guys are trying to do more of. Yeah. Okay. Setting the opposite a little bit more, not a system. So it's not like they can just like go to the left side there. Especially Got in medium it. system too. We we work a lot on like setting the middles from medium system, more big. Right. Okay. Here, here's a question. Mike, Mike and I talk about this a lot because you're just talking about, oh, let's get the opposite more involved out of system. But we always, Mike and I talk about this a lot recently too. It's like, you know, sometimes you want to just do it in your head. Like, oh, we just need to do this just for the heck of it, you know, because we need to spread out. But it's like, but we're so good at this one thing so why are we changing it why are we like trying to diversify stuff and like making the decision as a setter i I think the for us the biggest thing we see this is like with the middle attack it's like okay they know it's coming you know it's coming they still have to stop it and everything what is your type of mindset approaching um like a game plan you know Mm. like when the coach says hey we need to do this more but it's like you have a different feeling on the court how do you usually hand that handle that like in match if that makes sense yeah, um, usually we just have a conversation about it. Then he's like, hey, like, we need to do this more. And it's like, hey, like, I'm feeling this a little bit. This is why I'm doing this. Um, 
And so he he's usually really understanding about it. And one thing I've really worked on this year is like understanding that, you know, like it's about the offense going forward and like in the future as well, like because they have those scouting reports on us. So it's like we have to try to be as balanced as possible and like they can't just, hey, like when she's in area eight or area two, like she's going to set this ball. So trying to be really flexible with where setting where you're setting like all the balls. So it's like you're, you don't come predictable for the other team. Um, so I don't know. That's something that we've been really working on this year. It's just like the fluid of the offense consistently and not being really, I don't know, this being more deceptive, if that makes sense. No, that does. I have a, I have a question based off of that. Um, what would you say your balance is if you had to say like out of a hundred percent, what percentage is of your offense is like changing from team to team? Like, okay, this team's not helping. Their left sides aren't helping. We're gonna run a lot of middle when we're getting pushed into area two, or and then we're gonna run a lot of seven at the center. Like, is that changing game to game a lot, or do you have like like Joe said, like we are going to do this and you're going to have to stop it. And if you, you can't, then we win. And if you do, then you win. Like, is it like 60, 40, we're going to change 60%. Is it 70? Like, where do you fall as a setter? And then also as like a program? Yeah. Um, For me, usually it's like, I'm going to do what I usually do. Like I'm going to, like you, you need to stop it. Um, but every game we go into a plan with, Hey, like they have a smaller setter. We can attack her. Hey, they don't help. Gaps are open. (laughs) (laughs) The gaps are open so we can set the quick. We can throw it in from off the net. Um, so we go into that, but I feel like sometimes when you try so hard, you're like, Oh, they have a small setter. Like, let's just like set the go every time. Like that's not really offense. That's just like playing. I don't know, to their weaknesses, but a lot of time it doesn't work out because you're both trying so hard. You're like, oh, they have a small setter. Like, I have to kill this ball, I've found. So it's like, just, I don't know, still running a pr- pretty normal offense and understanding, okay, here and there, we can take advantage um, of their defense a little bit. So would you say, like, 70-30? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that sounds If good. I do the calculations, <laughs> seventy one match I've set. What you say? <laughs> Um, uh, I know this is set, obviously, when it comes to set or talk, I stay out of it. I know my place. Uh, talk about Joe, do you have any more questions about setting or anything? Do you, do you have anybody you can shout out on your team that you think is going to be in the playoffs? I feel like every team who wins a championship has one of these. Who is sort of your uh, hidden hero? I don't know. Besides Nicklin, of Besides course. Besides Nicklin. But who's somebody on your team that, you know, maybe isn't like the front, the face of the program that is going to be super important to and the key to you guys winning a championship? Yeah, um, I would say our second middle, Becca Alex, she's a freshman. She can she makes really great plays at times, and when she's on, we're really hard to stop. Um, and so I'm going to have to go with her. Becca Alex. Shout out to her. Would, would, you, you, her. would you rather have a middle that scores every single ball or a middle that blocks three balls a set? Ooh. Oh, middle that kills 75, 80% or someone who blocks two or three balls a set. That's a tough one. Cause like set, setter me wants to be like offense, like duh. But I don't know. Our team is like based around defense. 
So I don't know. And one one thing, my my Serbian coach uh, in college, I always bring him up in all my podcasts. Yeah, because <laughs> oh, yeah. he's the man. Every single one. He's <laughs> <It's> awesome. funny, <laughs> but uh, he always spoke to me. He's like, "You win championships through your pins." He's like, "All the best, all the teams who best players are in the middle." They'll be competitive and they'll play at a high level and everything, but they're not the teams who are going to win the championships. He's so adamant about that. Um, so for me, I'm always like, if our middle is like super good blocking and everything, yeah, they'll get their points, but you, you're you going to win through the pins because, like you said, so much of the game is played out of system nowadays, especially on the men's side. It's like, yeah, if our middle is the best player. And I always tell kids this when we go run camps. It's like if you watch high level, especially on the men's side, men's volleyball, Teams are receiving positive, we call it positive reception, which means basically inside the three-meter line, 10-foot line for Americans. Uh, basically, it's like inside there between 43, 44, and like 55 in that range. So half the game is played out of system. So it's like if our best players are in the middle, I feel like we're going to be, you know, and we're relying on their offense production. It's get, it can get difficult. But at the same time, I guess I said, yeah, you want your middle. If your middles aren't scoring, then it becomes really difficult in system <laughs> um, yeah. to score. So it's that balance. You want them. Um, but I can see, you know, argument for both sides on that. But what would okay, you say? So we're watching your second middle. Yeah, we are. What would you say is, I don't know if you're, if you're going to want to answer, but what would you say is the toughest side of the bracket? Like the the i don't know if you did you look at it like in terms of like how it actually looks probably yeah yeah. okay okay so we're on the same page like top left top right bottom left bottom right which side would you say is the toughest and which side do you think is the easiest Ooh. okay so i honestly think like texas's part of the bracket is probably the most difficult i mean they have um ohio state and minnesota in their Mm -hmm. bracket Mm -hmm. so that's top left top left yeah okay um but then like i don't know like about stanford's bracket i feel like that one was like bottom left bottom left is a little i don't know suspicious don't be suspicious don't okay yeah i don't want to get trouble you heard it here first you heard it here first (laughs) look at the name says those teams are trash the bottom left you're on the bottom left She has no respect for them. <laughs> we're just causing drama. You know you know how it is. No, I'm just kidding. Nicklin, of course, we're yeah. not going to take you out of context. Now, right. with that being said, hey, what's it like? So, I don't know if you're aware of the men's the men's tournament. It's also almost as big as the women's tournament. Women's 64, teams men, seven, close to it. You know, <laughs> a fraction. What's it like playing like a one-and-done, month-long, well, for you guys, for some teams not so much, month-long tournament where you're like going back to school and this and like, I'll do it like like you're going back and then you go back here and then you have like it's just like like when you're home can you relax or is it like constant well for me like I said I take a different approach to volleyball but is it constant agony or like what is it like 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 trying to live your life for a month while you're fighting for your life at the same time yeah it's like exciting and you're like really never home I like I don't know if you guys know but like last year going into the week of the final four I had the flu so I didn't practice the entire week leading up to the final four. My first time playing that entire week was when we played Pitt in the semis. And then our whole team ended up getting the flu and COVID like after. So we definitely like we played the national championships with the flu and the COVID, like flu and COVID. So it was like we traveled so much at that point. We were playing games at like midnight in Texas. So it was like all over the place, like 
it was no time for school. Like we didn't really care about our normal life. <laughs> Everything's out. Yeah, of the coach, wall. we're not graduating. <laughs> sorry. Yeah, like sorry. Like, I'm yeah. coming back next year. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like school gets have to catch off, up. Like, we just really focus on volleyball during that time, which is so bad because we're supposed to be student athletes. But let's be honest here, though. When life or death. In yeah. in tournament time, you can like say, "Oh, we're doing our study," but no, you're and your professor. <laughs> professors are like, <laughs> they're like for the match. They're like, "Oh yeah, we th- don't worry about that." Time. Let's yeah. keep some assignments to the side. I mean, I, you don't you don't have to say it, but let me say it for you. It's unofficially, the professors at bigger schools who are traditionally better like to kind of help you out. If I get what I mean. So mad love to. <laughs> they know what time there. of the year. Professors, it is. if you're listening out there, mad love to you guys. Now, with that being said, I have Hold- two things. We'll do. Okay, okay. Yeah, I, I have two. I have two questions. Out. We're not. Oh, we're not wrapping up. We're, we don't want Before to close out. I got the most important question. Of course. Now there's two. There's two things. There's two things. It has come to my attention that well, it's come to my attention this summer. Someone told me that your nickname is the Phoenix. It I is. had never heard that before. Like, do you like? Do you like say that or like? Do you say, I am the Phoenix. I am the Fe-. like. For example, my nickname is the Red Rocket because I'm in red the whole time and I have a lot of energy. Right? You know what I'm saying? So yeah. my question to you is, how did the Phoenix come about? And like, like, is it tr- typically known that Wait, that's your nickname? Is that really why? I thought there was a different reason. For, <laughs> for me? For your nickname. No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's another story. Don't worry about oh, that. Oh, we're cut. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, so We're on air, Michael. We're on air. the uniform color. Exactly, exactly. Ah, okay, okay. Okay, wow. Um, <laughs> I don't know how to follow that. You have such a great nickname. <laughs> yeah, I get that our coach came up with that. Our coach came. Our coach, yeah, our coach literally hey, coach. called it. I didn't come up with that. I just wanted the my coach came up with that, and it was glorious. Wow. Um. So, <laughs> I actually got my nickname from Tyler Hildebrand. It like he came when he came to back to Nebraska. He like had this whole presentation. He was like, "Okay, we're gonna like change a bunch of stuff. We're gonna do a different technique, and basically." Like, we're going to burn the old you and then, like, a new you is going to, like, come out of the ashes and, like, you're going to be the phoenix. And I remember before we even started, because it was, like, during COVID, so we were, like, just training, he got a fire pit. He printed out pictures of me, like, doing bad technique. And we, like, stood around the fire and we just, like... Just you and him? Yeah. Just threw him in. Just threw threw the pictures in. And so it like, seems a little uh, ritualistic. Yeah. <laughs> like I what just want to I know your your coach people is playing there, drums right? and <laughs> <laughs> yeah. were painted black. they don't mention that part though. Yeah, so we did that and then he was really the only one who called me Phoenix and like everyone kind of called me Phoenix that year because he would, but now that he's gone, sadly, um, no one really calls me the Phoenix anymore. No one really knows. We'll call it. you the Phoenix. We'll call you it now. Okay, we're gonna keep that, that nickname going. Is that like? Is that was he like? Was he like? And you are at the end of like the presentation that he gave you, <laughs> give you a little look. He's like, you are the Phoenix, and you're just like, <laughs> I wow, <know>. cool. <laughs> yeah. I'm like sitting there in the presentation and like the beginning part, like the first page, it was like Nicklin Hames, and then I like had a picture of a Phoenix. And I was like, what is going on? Like, what kind of technique am I going to be doing? Like, this, this is crazy. Just so about volleyball. Le- you're going to have to legally change your name to Phoenix from now yeah. on. Now, I'm going to, I'm a, you're getting a little more dosage of Gage's depressing sports psychology here. And this is actually a bit of advice. Now, luckily, I've been in the position of going, making it all the way to the end of the seven team tournament that is the national championship for men's volleyball. And luckily being on top. But this is actually a sad part. And this is something I shared 
first of all, after we won, I went on a, it's a power trip. We recorded a podcast after, and I've never seen someone just on just an egomaniac level, like for a consistent 45 minutes of a podcast. Yeah, that really was something. Me and Drew just like, had to I, sit through it. Unbelievable. Unbelievable what I went through. It's very entertaining. Um, but one thing that, that I wasn't expected for, and this is, a little, this is a little depressing, that when you win the national championship, after you win, right, you're excited, you're doing everything. I think it was about an hour and a half, two hours afterwards, we had team dinner with everything or whatever with the full team and everything's doing great. We just kind of realized, huh? Said everybody's sober. Every, yeah, everyone's sober. Everyone's pumped. <laughs> but you just kind of, it, it kind of all sets in. You're like, oh, like obviously as a fifth year, you're a senior. Um, this is only for if you're graduating the next year, but you're like, it's, it's done. Like I'm not, I'm not like, I was like, we were walking down the street with my team and I just kind of like looked around. I was like, I'm not even on this team anymore. Like it was kind of sad. Like we did the parade afterwards and you kind of like look around you're like, I'm not on the team like at all. Like like I am at this moment because we're pray we're celebrating the team that won, but at the same time these guys are coming back, and and obviously that doesn't feel like that for anyone else except yourself or except for me. I don't know how it was for you. Maybe last year you were unsure that you were coming back, but it was just like you were just like that's one thing I was not expecting at all. It was like I'm done. Like I'm not on the team anymore. I don't feel like part of the team. And I stayed in Hawaii for a week and a half after and hung out, and I still felt like. I don't know. It was like this weird thing where we were all together, but I didn't feel like, and nothing changed. Like we were all joking around and everything. I don't know. That's just something I noticed. So be, yeah. be prepared for that after you guys win. Great. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So look forward to that. Also, <laughs> I just want you to know, like we said, we had a pick em challenge. We had a bracket challenge. And uh, after this conversation, I think we got you going past the second round now too. Uh, like, I don't know how I'm supposed to defend you guys to my team. They're like, what do you mean? What do you mean? Look where they put us, and I'm like, no. I don't know. Like, they do that. Every <laughs> huh? So you got, well, wait, wait. So, all right. If there's ever a time that you guys want to call us and get it all out, or hop on a podcast and just yell at us and berate us, we are always down for that. Because, and I, I, I will stand my ground. We'll take all the questions. Last year, didn't she? Dude, yes, but Joe, but it was like at 3 a.m. our time. But oh. we're willing. We're willing if they if they want to come at us. I'll tell you what though, just from watching you guys play, and just from this interaction betwixt us, we are fans of Nebraska volleyball. I, 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 uh, go I Huskers. Go Huskers. Thanks. Go Big Red, baby. Go Big, go big red. red. GBR. Go Big Red. Um, you guys got it. But now that we're with we gotta you, get shirts. This, this is the year. This is the first time we've been with you guys for the, for the whole thing. So we need you guys to win. Now, now you uh, Joe, you your bracket. Oh, that's no, true. We did, that's we true. Did I did the first pick, round. We did yeah, the first round, and we the picked first. the champions. I picked San Diego. Now, hear me out. It was because <laughs> we were talking about how does San Diego not get a one seed, and then none of us picked San Diego, and I was like, one of us has to pick San Diego. So here I am, the San Diego Tostitos represented. <laughs> no, but at, in reality, I will be rooting for you guys. Thanks. I will be rooting for you guys. I promise that. I'll make that abundantly clear. Any I more questions for you guys? Micah's picks. I feel like yours are always so rogue. Oh, he, he watches so... he watches all the games, hey, but, so he knows. But I was right about Kentucky. You were. You I'm one for Kentucky. two. I don't know who I chose actually. Last Dude. year, you your bracket was not good. I remember your bracket it was, was so up. bad last year. Yeah, oh, it was really what? bad. <laughs> no, I think uh, well, yeah. I I, Farley, hey, I'm a hit or miss. I'm a hit or miss. I had we had Farley Dickinson going five with Texas. But I'm, so I am not a tip. I'm not a tip over the block kind of guy. Yeah. We, we want to see hang and bang. Any more rip questions for the bowl, um, sir? Two questions to finish off here. The mo one question and then after the most important question. First of all, adding on to the whole mascot quiz, 
You have two other teams in your guys' uh, location this weekend, right? You have University of Miami, University of Kansas. Do you know the mascots of those two schools? Yes, the Jayhawks and the Miami Hurricanes. Let's go. Look at you go. Okay, I'm going to add one in. I'm going to add one into this. Okay, Um, I got one. I got the most important after. Which school, when you hear the U, do you think of? Miami. Thank you. Thank you. We can end this podcast, baby. There is only one the U, and they yeah. have. Who's the other Go U? Go exactly. Go That's what I said. They think the University of Utah is the U, and I'm like, I didn't even know that they considered themselves to be that. Yeah, no. <laughs> I didn't even know you guys okay. were in the running. So I don't want to hear okay. it ever again from you two. Hey, you guys just aren't informed, I guess. Misinformed. On an issue. Maybe just misinformed. But, um, okay, so. Big news just dropped today. Really big news. Uh, Morgan Wallen just announced his tour. Also, he's dropping three new songs. Well, not new songs, but unreleased songs. Tennessee fan. I'm fired up for that full song to come out tonight. Um, Huge news. So, going to be getting those tickets. And I know you're a huge country fan. What is your favorite Morgan Wallen song and why? Oh, man. Oh, okay. Hmm. I also looked at that this morning, like before. I was when so I, excited. I, I saw I it up. and I like zoomed in to try to find out where it, when I could go because Parker McCollum is going with them too. Hardy, mm-hmm. Ernest, did you see him last year? We should all go in LA. We in should. July. I don't know because now I'm free. Now I like can do whatever I want. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'm done. <laughs> all right. I believe it. I believe it. <laughs> um. But did you see him last year on tour? Uh, no, because it was all, it was in our locations. It was after we left for Europe, always. Mm. He was but so This good. year, it's in July in L.A. Okay, I have another question regarding Morgan Wallen after you answer it. Wait, she, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah She's no going to answer it. Okay. <laughs> I can't believe you're making me pick one. Nah, that's brutal. There could only be one. Hey, this is how it feels today. To what a, is it this today? Is how, this is how it feels to pick the bracket, by the way. Just so you know, you can never win, can you? Huh? We got it from all different sides. Give us a break. Uh, it's today. Okay, what is it today? It does Obviously, it's not yeah, like. Yeah, 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 yeah. It has to be just what your favorite is at the moment. At the moment. I'm going to have to go with this bar. I know that's not a normal pick, but I love that song by him. Banger. I love that song, too. More surprised than me was the theme of our tour two summers ago. You know that, though. We played it. <laughs> These guys yeah. didn't like it at first, and I just played That's... it until they liked it. What? I was like, this is my favorite song on the album. And you guys were like, what? And then we, I played it like so the first time. It's not we didn't like it. It just wasn't our no, favorite. No, it wasn't your time. favorite song on the album, though. Yeah. And now you it's not. still now love it's... Morgan Wallen. Yeah. No. Like, my, what's no, your yeah. last question, Micah? Okay. Now that, like, everybody loves Morgan Wallen, are you – how do you feel about that? Are you asking me that? Sorry. Yeah. Oh, that. everyone loves him. Yeah, I feel like now, like everybody's like, "Oh, we're going to Morgan Wallen concert." I'm like, "What are you even talking about?" Yeah, I know it kind of sucks. Like people, like you liked it before it was like popular, and then now everyone's like, "Oh, you totally. And then you feel like the most basic person yeah, going to and a then you're like, concert oh, and you're like, I don't want to feel like this going to a guy that I like, you know? Yeah. No, Dude, that was a song, Tennessee Orange for me too. I'm like, I started listening to it before and then all of a sudden oh, yeah, you like that like, song. everybody. It was a sick song. I found it a long time ago. And then 
That's just how the nature of the beast goes. You guys are ball fans now. You need to come to a Tennessee football oh. game. We're, they're good oh. now, too. That is on my – I've been Bucket telling Gage. We'll get you guys I some boring. I love <laughs> big balls. Tennessee fan, and I want to get to a game. <laughs> looks so sick. Neyland Stadium looks sick. Nicklin, we're going to let you go. We know you got your pre-game ritual. You got your start. Yeah, we got the our pre-game. We played three hours. Yeah, we played We play a huge game in three hours. European Cup. Well, thank you. You got your Mocha Chocachino to get back to. Now, with that being said, it is a holiday season. Um, we are so glad that Nicklin Haynes, a.k.a. the Phoenix, was able to come join us. Like I said, she's a regular on the show this time of year. Before that, we just want to give a shout-out to all volleyball again. Everything volleyball, whether it's nets, shoes, jerseys, anything, you name it. They got it. Link in the everything. bio. O-O-S. Oos for 20% off. Again, link in the bio. Promo code in the bio. We love it. And just remember, if you can't handle the heat, goddamn kitchen. This has been another episode presented by All Volleyball.